Well, friends, as a community of faith, it is such a joy and privilege to spend time together in prayer. So would you bow your heads and join me in a time of prayer? Oh, loving and creator God, we do thank you that not only is your eye on the sparrow, but it is on us. You care for us and you give us this amazing world to enjoy. And we are oh so very grateful. Grateful that we are here today to sing your praises and remember how you have adopted all of us into your family. As we look around the globe, though, our hearts break as we see our brothers and sisters who are hurting each other and your creation. Help us learn to respect one another, value the contributions of others, and dwell together in unity. For we do remember what the psalmist says. Look how wonderful, how beautiful it is when brothers and sisters get along, when they live together in harmony. Today, in our own community, we pray for those who are hurting and grieving, those who are sick in the hospital or rehab or convalescing at home. We particularly want to mention Victoria and Lee, Haven and Gabriella, Mary Jane and Herb and Sherry and so many others who are on our hearts and in our minds. We pray for your healing touch to be upon them. And this day, Lord, on this Mother's Day, we want to take a few moments to celebrate the gift of these wonderful women who have touched us and raised us. We thank you for the very life that you have given to us through our mothers. These women, they come in all shapes and sizes, colors and hues and ages. And it doesn't matter if they are our real mothers, our grandmothers, other mothers, best friends, mothers, godmothers, play mothers, or whatever we call them. We praise you for them, for they nurture us, encourage us, hug us, and discipline us, and sacrifice for us, and pray for us, and fret about us when we're late or haven't called. Hear their prayers for us and for the world, for we know that today, Many mothers are on their knees around this globe praying to you. No, they are not perfect, but they are your divine creation. And for that, we are oh so grateful. So whether they're down the street or next door, across the miles, or already nestled in your, to your gentle and welcoming arms, they are your gift to the world. You created them to love and be loved, and so we praise you, God. So if we are estranged, we pray that you would help us heal the hurt and let us build bridges of peace and reconciliation. If they're lonely, let us call or visit them so that they know that we care. And if they are hurting or broken, help us hold them. And Lord, help us hold them accountable if necessary as well. Bring them home so we can enfold them back to your wholeness. Love us all unconditionally, we pray, even as we pray together the prayer you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, today's scripture reflection is a little bit different. And our scripture passage is going to be brought to you in the middle of our meditation. Because in thinking about today's service, I really had to take time to pause. Because this can be a tricky day to celebrate. I mean, of course, we all have mothers, praise be to God, and we are grateful that they gave us birth. And so we want to honor and celebrate all moms who are here and who have ever touched our lives. Thank you. Thank you for your dedicated and tireless uh, commitment to your families. But it's also a tricky day to celebrate because we recognize that some of us here have or had a difficult, not a very good relationship with their moms, or maybe the dream of becoming a mother has not been realized and it seems a little farther out of grasp even now. So this day can be hard for some folks. We also acknowledge that being a parent, hmm, it can be a little challenging and there are many unexpected things that happen that we don't know how to respond. It is on-the-job training, after all. So thinking of all this, I remembered a conversation, a moment really in time for in my own journey, um, something that was said to me that has proven truer than true in my own life. When I was pregnant with our first child, Abigail, Clark and I imagined that we would have this oh natural midwife, no medications, music playing birth experience. But Abigail was late. And when she went into fetal distress, the midwife who was standing at the ready rushed out of the room. And when she came back in with the doctor, she said, if this was happening to me, I would jump up on this table and let this doctor take this child now. So, of course, that's what happened. Within four minutes, Clark was whisked out of the room. I was pushed into the OR and this anesthesiologist was standing in front of me. And as she was putting the gas mask on my face, she said, Welcome to parenthood. (laughs) It is never like you plan it. Truer words have never been spoken. It never is like we planned it, right? I mean, sometimes it's very trying and even a little disheartening, and we don't know which way to turn. But most of the time, it is far better than we ever imagine. But I am so aware that the journey together is so much more joyful when we can share it and when we can learn from others who have already gone through it and we can gain their sage advice. So today, on this Mother's Day, we want to listen and learn some lessons from some parents, some mothers, whose stories are foretold in the Bible. For their integrity and faithfulness have encouraged many, many generations. So we hope you will learn or be reminded of a few things this morning. So take a listen.
Eve, the first mother. You tell me, would you really want to live in paradise? Would you embrace a world where no one ever dies, if it meant no one would ever be born? Life as you know it is ever-changing. Children become adults, maybe parents, and they grow old. And in the natural order of things, they die. Now imagine a world with no children. <laughs> no children for parents to scold, but no children for grandparents to spoil. That was paradise. Even the pain of childbirth vibrated through me. I was alive, and the joy of holding that first child, exquisite. The delight of that baby far outweighed the pain of birth. Satan didn't lie, but neither did he tell the whole truth. There are many types of pain, and not all of them are physical. Worse, some are preventable. I mean, how many times over the years did I wonder what I could, should, have done differently? That question. That question is the child of free will. Oh, there are so many questions unknown in paradise. Can the joy of holding your firstborn son be extinguished when he kills his brother? I don't know what to tell you. Motherhood, it's risky business. But through it, I have learned that there can be beauty from ashes and pain. Though weeping may endure for a night, joy, joy comes with the morning. Sarah, wife of Abraham. In all my long years, this much I've learned. Laughter can shatter even the deepest darkness. When I was young and considered beautiful, the Lord made a promise as welcome as a well in the desert. Your generations will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Could there be a greater immortality than that? At first, the promise burned in our heart. We were busy making baby after baby, eager to do our part. But no babies came. Not one child stirred to life within me. Not a son, not a daughter. Following the advice of well-meaning friends and aunts who thought they understood my sorrow, I gave my maid to create a child. And to Abraham's joy, a son was born, Ishmael, with him, my darkness intensified. I had failed. 
Had the God of Abraham lied? Perhaps God had not spoken. Perhaps we had imagined the promise. It wasn't until I was old and dried up and all hope was gone that an angel came with another message from God. God had not forgotten. This was the year the baby would come. The laughter welled up from deep inside of me. The promise that I had held and lost was renewed. I laughed because I was happy. I laughed because I was terrified. I don't know if I was more afraid of the promise failing again or of it being fulfilled. Later, when I held that promised son in my wrinkled arms, I looked into his eyes and saw the brightness of the stars. And I knew that from this smallest of beginnings, God's promises always come true. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness great is your faithfulness great is your faithfulness you never change you never fail oh God true are your promises true are your promises true are your promises true your promises you never change you never fail oh God so we raise up holy hands to praise the Holy One who mother. Mud to bricks to buildings, storehouses for the grain we raised in the heat of the fields. And as we worked, we sang. We sang songs of Abram and the promise he made from the depths of his soul. Perhaps it was these promises These songs sung in words unfamiliar to the Egyptian ear, 
that made the pharaoh nervous. Perhaps it was the muscles bulging along the backs and the arms of our handsome husbands. Or perhaps the pharaoh was simply evil. All we could do was pray for girls and hide our boys. As I hid my precious son, I did not give him a name. I thought if I didn't name him, then the loss would be easier to bear. It was my daughter, so young and so determined, who created the plan. We would obey the Pharaoh's decree and give my beautiful boy into the waiting arms of the Nile. But we would not send him without hope. We put my baby boy in a basket. We placed him among the rushes of the Nile. And my daughter hid, waiting for the princess to come. When she heard the Pharaoh's daughter and her attendants approaching, she reached out and gave the baby a hard pinch. He began to cry, and that attracted her attention. She ordered the baby to be brought to her. And that was all it took to save her. And my daughter, my brave daughter, she came out and she offered to find a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby. She looked down at my baby and she agreed. I came and she gave me a ring as a sign of her protection. I brought my baby home and nursed him for as long as I could. But when the princess sent for him, I gave him up. It was his best hope. Many nights I questioned the fate that led me to give my own baby into the hands, not of a stranger, but of the daughter of the man determined to kill him. Strange as it is, it was in giving him up that he was saved. Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law. Everyone faces challenges in life, right? My life wasn't so bad in the beginning. I married a strong man. We had two fine sons and a good life in Israel. Till the famine hit Bethlehem. Hunger forced us to move to a foreign land, Moab. We eventually settled into a village there. And then my husband died. I worked every day to raise my boys, put joy into their hearts and food on the table. I think I did a good job. They both married two lovely Moabite girls, Orpah and Ruth. Oh, I grew to love them as daughters. Ten years later, both of my boys died. My heart was broken. I had nowhere to go but back to Israel. Orpah, Ruth, and I, we began the journey. 
But I quickly realized I had nothing to offer them. I told them, go back to their mother's homes. They both refused. Amid kisses and tears, Orpa was finally convinced, and she laughed. But Ruth, <laughs> Ruth, she clung on to me and said, don't force me to leave you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. When you die, I will die and be buried there too. So help me, God, not even death can separate the two of us. I was amazed by her faith, her devotion. So, the two of us traveled to Bethlehem, to a new future. Not only as relatives, but as friends. We found Ruth a new husband, we've received a new home, and I even got grandchildren. When I look back at my life, I see all of those challenges. I also see God right there bringing special people to me to help me through it. My strong husband, my two fine sons, and Ruth. God is always with us through the good and the bad. Mary, the mother of Jesus. When I was 15, I said yes to the Lord. I was young. That was my excuse. I didn't think anyone would believe me. I thought my family and friends would be so angry they would disown me. And Joseph, my betrothed, I thought he would scorn me and I would be a fallen woman. Somehow I trusted that God would not allow me to bear this burden alone. After all, I was carrying this child for God and for my people who needed a savior. And true, I did not have to bear that burden alone. No, Elizabeth was the first one to recognize the miracle that was happening within me. And Joseph, the Lord came to him in a dream and he recommitted himself to be my husband the night that Jesus was born, shepherds sang and danced in the field. And before long, wise men came offering us lavish gifts, resources that we could use later when we had to flee to Egypt to escape Herod. Oh, Joseph and I had other children, but the Savior of Israel was raised just like any other child. But as the years passed, that dream of a savior faded. At 15, I had imagined, oh, those mighty soldiers falling off of their war horses and Rome begging for mercy and Israel finding its rightful place among the nations. But at 30, that dream had vanished. I had seen far too many young men rise up only to be pushed down by the power of Rome. And Jesus, my uncanny son, he was not a soldier. He did not have the power to fight Rome. 
No, and that certainty I had enjoyed at 15 was long gone, and it was replaced with the love for a young man who could bring the very light of heaven to earth with his smile. I so wanted to protect him. But just because Jesus was not a soldier, do not think he was timid. No, he spoke with an authority that was well beyond his years. And when I heard of miracles that he was doing, I was not surprised. And as his ministry and his renown grew and grew, so did my fear. I stayed with him all the way to the cross. And I prayed to God, why? What use is a savior who is hung on the cross to die? But three days later, my prayers were answered. My son was alive. And in his gaze, I understood salvation. I saw his resurrected self. And in that instant, I understood that it was far greater than my feeble imagination. For it was a salvation that reached through my tiny nation and across all the world and throughout all time. Yes, in that moment, I understood God's immense plan and dream for all of humanity and for the world. So on those days when I remember nothing, this much I know is true. Jesus, my son, he is not really gone. And I hear his promise. I am with you always. Friends, there are many, many valuable truths in our sacred scriptures. And we hope today that hearing some of the stories of the faith, well, you might just be encouraged as you hear them. And you can remember that as you go through those difficult times, God can redeem the pain of those moments and there can be joy in the morning. We hope that these stories of faithfulness and trust in God can help you persevere in those times. And just know there may be some healing laughter to come your way to brighten your days. And when there seems no way forward with hope, there is a future for you. You may find a new friend a dear friend, a sister-in-law, a daughter-in-law, one who comes to share the road with you. For indeed, new love and friendship can happen at any age and stage of our lives. And finally, and most of all, we hope you know just how precious you are, how incredibly loved you are, and that Christ promises never, ever, ever to leave you. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, loving and gracious God, we do thank you for the very precious gift of these stories of strong women of faith. 
lessons that have been hard to learn, but they have given us courage and hope throughout the years. Help us to draw on them and to call on you and each other when we're going through difficult times. We celebrate your presence with us right now and that you never leave us. Thank you. Amen.